welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I had the pleasure of speaking with Nicole Bazzacco. And Nicole is, she's a licensed professional counselor. She lives in Texas. And boy, oh boy, this conversation was just so cool because... Nicole and I are just like so much on the same page about stuff. And she has her own history with eating issues and other areas of her life that caused her to to be on a journey of self-discovery. And now she's a counselor and her perspective is just amazing. I don't want to spoil it. You have to listen to this episode. (laughs) I will just give you a little hint. She says, be curious instead of being judgmental. And that's all I'm going to say because you're going to love this conversation. And she's just spot on with all of her stuff. I I felt like I I kind of felt like I was talking to myself, only smarter. (laughs) So, yeah, she she has a lot of experience with trauma and addiction and grief. And it's just really good stuff. So I'm sure that you're going to enjoy this one. Hello, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jill. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to talk to you today. And I wanted to start off by asking you, was there something in your life that brought you to where you are now with your work, like that made you so passionate about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. It was probably many things, but I think it was my own journey of of getting to a point of healing for myself, which for me really was kind of a journey to self-acceptance. I struggled with a lot of things, anxiety, disordered eating, relationship issues, kind of just not feeling really worthy. And I masked that with a lot of things. Food was kind of my one thing that I used a lot to mask um, kind of how I was feeling. And, And I knew over time that I wasn't living the life that I really had inside me. I knew I wanted something different for myself. I knew I wanted a bigger life and playing bigger than I was, but I was, but I was afraid and didn't feel, didn't kind of feel worth having the life that I think I really wanted. And so I started kind of this journey of therapy and coaching and, you know, reading a ton of things and meditating and trying just a bunch of different things and, you know, really have come to this kind of place where I've gotten to be a lot more curious about myself and who I am and why I feel the way I do or why I do the things I do. And that's been a real shift because I used to just immediately judge when I felt something or immediately judge when I did something, you know, Oh, I ate that thing again. Why did I do that? I'm a horrible person. Those were, that was kind of the inner voice that was really dominant for me. Those really judgmental voices. And now I've kind of come to a place where I can try to find curiosity to that. Like, I wonder what's going on for me today. I wonder why, why I needed to eat today. Why is it that I'm drawn to, you know, picking at things as I pass by the, the refrigerator and the, and the cabinet? What is it in my heart and my soul that, that needs something today? Because the food isn't actually going to help. I know that, but it's, it's my soul longing for something. And a lot of times mm. now I have found with that curiosity that I can find, oh, I'm, I'm kind of lonely. I just feel kind of lonely. Or maybe I'm just really restless and feeling kind of bored. Mm-hmm. You know? So I've, I've just been able to kind of like try to find, it doesn't always like stop my behavior. I'm not perfect at it, but I sure catch myself a lot faster 
and have a lot more compassion towards myself for right. the fact that I'm a human being and I'm different every day. And sometimes yeah. I need different things. So that's kind of been my my journey towards towards self-acceptance is really trying to find the side of me and the part of me that can be curious instead of always the part that's so judgmental. I think that's, it's a message that like literally you and I need to go around and like scream from the tops of buildings and <laughs> get one of those planes that, you know, on the beach when they, they fly by <laughs> with the advertisements. <laughs> Be curious because it's, it's like, it is just, it's literally, it's to me, it feels like, and I, I've learned this too myself is it feels like a, a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing the math right, if I'm getting the geometry right, it's like polar opposites because we are taught to judge. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it just doesn't feel good. It, it's like this vicious cycle. But to just say, I'm curious, I'm not, I don't have to fix this. Yeah. I'm just going to be curious. Yeah. I like, I, I'm getting goosebumps. I always get goosebumps when I do these um, podcast talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, I have two questions. The first one is, you said that you, a lot of times you were eating or engaging in behavior, not for the real reason, right? Like you were, you were hiding something, you were not, you were not feeling worthy. There was some kind of unhappiness within you. And so you would go to food or maybe other things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why do people do that? I mean, I think it's just human nature to self-comfort, right? To want to comfort ourselves, to want to escape the feelings I mean, we may grow up in households where we get taught that bad feelings are bad. We're not, you know, we have to always be happy or we always have to, you know, do whatever. We can't just sit in sadness or madness, kind of those icky feelings. So we want to escape them. Hmm. Me, when I was young, food was an easy way to do that. You know, when I'm, when you're little, you can't run away. You can't, can't leave the house. You can't leave the situation. So to me, eating and, you know, food is like another kind of drug. Um, it works on mm-hmm. all the, the chemicals in our brains and it sends a signal that says, oh, we're okay. Everything's okay. And it works until it doesn't. And right. until it becomes its own problem. Yeah. The nature wow. of, of any type of like disorder or addiction or that kind of thing, right? Like the thing I use to comfort myself now is the problem. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so important to re- to remember. <laughs> Wow. So, and my other question was, how did you understand the concept of of using curiosity rather than judgment? Yeah, I think that came across to me a lot in therapy and coaching because mm-hmm. therapists and coaches tend to question, you know, ask you questions and have you kind of think to yourself a little more of like, huh, why did I do that? So I sort of learned it in that process. I don't think I even would have called it that, but that's what I was doing. And then as I went on and got my master's degree in counseling and became a therapist, I started studying the work of Dr. Richard Schwartz. He has a therapy process called Internal Family Systems. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's basically the idea of it is that we all have these parts within us, right? The critic, the perfectionist, the, you know, all these different parts, but our true internal self really has compassion and curiosity in some of those things. So if we kind of try to go back and center ourselves into our real, into our real true self, our true self by nature is curious and compassionate and, and all of these things. So um, I think to me, meditation helped me connect to that part of myself, to that kind of my inner self. And I started to be able to see my thoughts in kind of this um, 
this way that they're just thoughts. They're not, they're not who I am. And so I think that that was a big, to me, meditation was one of the way in to do uh-huh. that. There's lots of different ways that people can get into it, but it's kind of like, how do I drown out some of the noise in my head and just right. connect back to what I really know to be true about myself? How does that feel when you shift from, because I would imagine even after all these years, I know for myself, it's the old patterns of behavior are so easy to, it's like you catch yourself like, oh, there I go criticizing myself again. (laughs) But then you make this shift, you know, using your conscious mind, right? You you say, wait a minute, I I, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. I want to be curious and more compassionate to myself. How does it feel when you do that? Yeah. Um, really weird at first, you know, awkward at Mm -hmm. first. Um, you know, I think as human beings, we are judgmental beings. We need to be judgmental. I need to be able to judge, you know, is the situation safe? (laughs) Should I make this decision or that decision? Right. So, so being judgmental is just part of who we are and that's fine. I think it's when the judgment is there to try to keep us safe, to try to make Mm. us lessen our risk in life to play small because we're afraid of things that's when I think it can become a problem for us and hold us back. And so, you know, I think the the thing is, is that you have to kind of catch yourself. The first thing is kind of catching yourself in that judgment. Oh, I'm doing it again. Oh, here, here's that voice again that's telling me you're awful. You're, you're terrible. You're ugly. You're fat. You're whatever the voice says. And I have to stop and kind of catch the voice and be like, okay, hang on. I hear you. But also that's, that's not, that's not maybe true. Like, Mm. You know, maybe there's a different, maybe there's a different truth, maybe. And, and so kind of like, it's, I guess in the, really what I've kind of found the process is that it has evolved is I kind of like honor the judgments in myself now and learn to work with them instead of fighting them. You know, I don't want oh, them to go wow. away. They're part of who I am, but I, but they don't have to be in control all the time. Right, right. It's like you're controlling them. They're not controlling you. Right. So, so I guess, I mean, the feeling, if you go back to what do you feel? Well, I would say it's peace. I mean, I feel Mm. so much more peace when I can work with those judgmental voices and kind of quiet them down and reassure them that I've got this and that we're okay. You know, it's like everything, my whole system kind of comes back into like peace. Wow. And do you feel, because you were saying that there's this part of us that's our true self, that's our maybe our inner being, our soul, whatever, whatever. It's probably a bunch of different names. Uh, yeah. I know I've, I've yeah, yeah. The, the 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 work that I've done, they call it essence. Yeah, you know, you're mm-hmm. connecting to your essence, and that feels enlivening mm-hmm. for me when I when I when I connect that way. And that yeah, so it, it's interesting because we it's so disempower. It's like we disempower ourselves. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we re- remove our power by not connecting to that and then connecting mm-hmm. to all the negative self-talk and mm-hmm. and all of that but you know, um, what I about the kind of the work of, of internal family systems is that what i love about it is they say that's not there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with you that you do that in fact mm-hmm. those things come up in you because they're trying to keep you safe Right. right. It was your adaptive way of dealing with whatever you've been dealing with in your life. And so there's there's parts of you that want to come up and protect you and take care of you. And it's just that sometimes those parts start playing their role way too well. <laughs> and those parts end up kind of pulling us back. And so I think right. that's, that's the part of honoring those parts of yourself. Right. Like so when you feel the judgmental inner 
heard it come up and say that, you're like, oh, okay, you know what? I get it. Thank you for trying to help me, but we can do this differently now. I, I'm not that yeah. kid anymore. I'm not, I'm not in that situation anymore. I've got this now. We're going to be okay. You can, you can go relax. We got this. Right. So. You know, it's so interesting because for many years I got really into the kind of like the law of attraction stuff mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's got different names. Like I, many, many years ago, I watched The Secret and mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. I mean, there's beautiful, beautiful work that's being done out there and so much awakening that's happening as a result of that work. But I think that I misinterpreted it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I'm probably not alone mm-hmm. to think that if I felt a negative feeling that I had to stop that, like that was bad. Like if I, if I feel sad or I feel angry or I feel resentful or frustration that, oh, hurry up and get rid of those bad feelings. Because if I do that, then I'm going to be a negative person. I'm not going to be happy. And, you know, I'm going to attract bad things. Mm-hmm. And it became this, this weird thing. It was almost like with the food, like I was either being good or bad. Right. I was either being enlightened and positive feeling and, oh, or I was, you know, being negative in some way by actually having an emotion, right. <laughs> having a negative right. emotion. Right. And like what you're saying that eventually I evolved to realize what you're saying is no, like those emotions are there for a reason. And if we try to ignore them, they're just going to sneak back up on us. I mean, you didn't say that, but I think you probably would agree with that. <laughs> and, and it's, and you could almost, you could get into this negative spiral of, well, I can't be angry. I can't be sad. I can't be upset. Or I can't be mad at myself for overeating or binge eating. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you do it again and then you get angry and then you're angry at yourself for being angry. <laughs> and it just it's just you end up in a pile of of judgment even though you're trying to to not judge yourself for sure so i love what you're saying what you're describing is when judgment turns into shame right like Mm. judgment is now spiraling down into shame because now i'm not only judging what i did but i'm judging how i feel and then i'm judging how i feel because of how i feel like you just you know it starts compounding and the next thing you know it's just like i'm a horrible worthless terrible person yeah. and that's where shame sits right so catching yourself before you get into that shame spiral can be really helpful right where we can kind of be like okay hang on okay i'm judging myself again here we go <laughs> like it's happening right okay but hang on what can i do about it okay well i can yeah. I can sit with this. I can sit with the fact that I'm, that I am mad at myself that I ate something and I didn't, I wasn't eating out of hunger. I was eating out of sadness. Okay. Well, I am frustrated with myself. Okay. Well, what can I do? Well, I can, I can forgive myself. I can, I can, you know, try to find a a different way. I can connect with what did I really need? You know, what did I really need actually? And, And then learn from that. And so that hopefully next time I might catch myself before I go and, you know, eat the chips out of the, the cabinet. So I think that's the thing too, is like, if, if we, if we get curious and we keep that curiosity going, then we continue to learn. Mm. Judgment kind of shuts us down. It stops all the, you know, to me, it it always stopped my, my growth because I was just, I would just get sucked into like this, again, this kind of shame spiral. So once I learned to kind of like stop and be like, okay, hang on, what's actually going on here and questioning and getting curious then I could like learn and I could see myself growing. I could see like, oh, next time I caught myself, (laughs) you know, I caught myself when I was feeling kind of restless. And instead of going and reaching for the chips in the cabinet, I was like, oh, I'm having this feeling of restlessness. 
oh, okay. What if I took a walk outside? What if I just walked Mm. outside and just like walked around the block for a few minutes? And then if I still want something to eat, okay, I can have it. But let me do this first. Let me try this Mm. first, right? And so I would do that kind of thing and be like, oh, well, that actually kind of (laughs) worked. You know, that felt a little better. So so having that curiosity and that learning and that growth mentality um, helped me try new things to, to adapt, so... And there's a kindness there. There's a kindness. It's like, you know what? I, I notice, I notice this about myself. And is there something, again, being curious, right? Is there something I can do that's not food mm-hmm. right now? I could take a walk. I could maybe read a book. Maybe I could put on a song and mm-hmm. uh, that I love and yeah. just listen to it or dance or something. Yeah. But embedded in that is that that compassionate, kind part, you know, I like to use the word tender because I feel like mm-hmm. it's not used to us. Like, be a little tender towards yourself and say, you know what? If after you do that, you still really want to have that thing, those potato chips, mm-hmm. and you have them, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's always that tension between that, like allowing and forgiving, like the intuitive eating world, right? Yeah. And also, like, we do want to make those changes, right? Yeah. We do want to eat better and feel better you know, physically in our health. So I think there's always that delicate balance that we have to strive for, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, judging yourself never, and I know you probably know about this, there's actual research on this, right? When people, in psychology research, like when people exhibit bad behavior, like I forget, there's been a couple of different them, like on food or maybe on gambling or something. And then when they judge themselves, it doesn't fix their behavior. Mm -hmm. It actually makes it worse. Yeah. So this isn't just like woo-woo fluff stuff you're talking about. This yeah. is actual, like real, based in real research. Yeah, true. And I, I think too, the yeah. thing, I think sometimes people are worried, well, if I'm if I'm kind to myself, that means I'm letting myself off the hook or I'm, right. you know, kind of like giving into it. And right. the that I would say to that is what I've experienced is when I tell myself, okay, instead of eating the potato chips, go take a walk around the block and see if that makes you feel better. I don't come back and then go, okay, let me just like binge eat because that actually isn't kind to myself. So being right. kind to myself isn't giving in to what I always want, just like with your with a child, right? Giving in to a child right. isn't always being kind. Sometimes being kind is setting boundaries for ourselves, uh-huh. but that feels good when you're doing it from a place of compassion instead of a place of, of, of control. Yes. So, yes. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so, it's so true. It's, it's more from what pool are you standing in or what, you know, like (laughs) from what perspective are you engaging in this behavior? I I think that's a really, really important point. That last point that you made, because I think that's where the magic happens. Yeah. It's actually kind of magical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, you know, if you don't believe it, try it, right? Like, Try it one time. Right. See what it does. Um, so, yeah. All right, Nicole, this was amazing. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom. Like, such profound stuff today. And I, lo- I love the work that you're doing. Well, thank you. And, and just briefly mention the work that you do. I mean, you kind of alluded to it. but okay. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so I currently am a therapist um, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In Texas, and um, I typically work with people on trauma and addiction, anxiety, and kind of like emotional intimacy issues. So wonderful, wonderful! I love the work that you do. I'm so excited to have met you, and and let's stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> love that. 
Wasn't that a great conversation? Oh my gosh, I just feel like I have so much in common with Nicole in terms of my approach. So Nicole is a licensed professional counselor associate. She is in Texas. And if you are looking for support for addiction recovery, trauma, relationship issues, grief and loss, identity development, then you can reach out to Nicole in Texas. Her website is empowered-counseling.com forward slash Nicole-Bazaco, B-A-Z-A-C-O. And that will be in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about the spelling. I definitely invite you to check out Nicole's stuff and just even just to get inspired more by her words. And if you are looking for other inspiration, education, just reading some great articles, I definitely recommend you check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog for more juicy stuff. And keep listening to the podcast because we have some amazing ladies coming on every single day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.